Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Oh yes, I do believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord. You hold it all together. Beautiful song, Maverick City Music with Shandler Moore right there leading the song. And right now we're connecting with my first guest for this Friday afternoon. His name is Mfundisi Tabang Mofukeng and he'll be speaking on a prayer worth praying. Looking at the scripture reference in the book of Acts chapter 4 from verse 23 to verse 31. Uh, Muruti Tabang, welcome, and how are you doing this Friday afternoon? We're doing great, man, the new year. Oh, uh, happy. I'm grateful to be with you today. Oh, happy new year, Muruti. Happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> um, our scripture reference this afternoon, we're looking at the book of Acts chapter 4, and we'll be, it will be from verse 23 to verse 31, our theme being a prayer worth praying. What do you have for us this afternoon? Yes, I, I thought to share on this um, um, text of Acts chapter 4, verse 23 to 31, a prayer worth praying for. Firstly, because uh, our church, and I think many other churches, at the beginning of the year, we engage in prayer. You know, we, 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 we um, bring the year, we start the year in the presence of God in a specific way to put our request before the Lord to also condition ourselves to face whatever the, uh, is, is in this new year. So mm. in the context of the prayer that we pray, uh, to talk about a prayer worth praying for, of course, it's not that I am going to be offering what this prayer is. Rather, I'm going to be looking at the critical elements that make up such kind of prayer. Okay. And so that's the contribution that I want to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, when we look at Acts chapter 4, verse 33 to 31, um, few things crop up there. Firstly, of course, uh, the prayer that we find is found from verse 24 to verse 80. Okay. Verse 23 introduces us to the apostolic pair, that is John um, and then Peter, the, the, the apostles, uh, as they meet with the rest of the brethren in the early church. They had just come out of prison, and they had just been told to be silent, to never preach in the name of Jesus Christ. So they are relating these things to the brethren. And that then occasions the prayer that we meet with from verse 24, running right through to verse 30, with verse 31, uh, giving us the divine response hmm. uh, to, to, to the prayer. So, so here we're looking at a prayer that we know um, who prayed it, we know the substance of that prayer, and we also know the outcome of that prayer. Okay. And just by looking at that, I'll see, just by looking at that prayer, there's something about it that says, but this is a prayer worth praying. Hmm. Amen. It's really a prayer worth praying for. So, so I want to pick out those specific issues. It's a great prayer, by the way. Um, it's just, maybe it's not really a pity that I'm not offering. <laughs> I'm not offering to say, here's a prayer that you should be praying. Yeah. I'm more interested in uh, the elements that make it up. Okay. So I think that is more a matter of principle as, as opposed to a matter of ritualistic just saying certain things. Mm-hmm. So, um, in consideration of what is it that makes the prayer that we ought to be praying, a prayer that we ought to be praying. I picked up a number of things. First is, I think, the issue of proper theology. And it's an important element, this, that I raised, because, of course, depending on our experiences and depending on our associations, we may have a terrible relationship to, firstly, the word theology, okay. uh, where we do not think anything spiritual where theology is spoken about 
it again depends on association, it depends on our experiences. Mm-hmm. But proper theology key to a prayer worth praying for, and I'm going to be figuring that out. Okay. Number two, scripture. Mm. Um, the, 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 the critical importance of scripture, specifically the relationship of the, of the Holy Spirit okay. and scripture. Yeah. Because I think that is very key. It is key as a way of responding to some of the challenges of our contemporary world, uh, particularly in the, in, the, in the context of church, um, that we are able to show from this text, mm-hmm. amongst many texts that we could talk about, but to show from this text the relationship between the Spirit and Scripture mm. and emphasize the importance of never ever standing between, dividing, and cutting that relationship between Scripture and the Holy Spirit. Okay. A very important point that I'll come back to. And the last one would be um, a focus on the context of application, the situation from within which one prayer arises and into which Scripture is to be lived. All right. So these are the three elements that I want to talk about, picking it up, and say, suggest strongly that they make up for a prayer worth praying for, whilst I also concede that it is specifically this prayer that I find in Acts chapter chapter 4, verse 23, that actually generated in me this very uh, idea, a prayer worth praying for, because the the brethren, and I'm going to read it, the brethren, when they hear the story by Peter and John, this is what they then said, and, and we are told, when the believers heard it, that is the report, they all joined together in prayer to God. Now, these are the words that they then spoke. Master and God and creator of heaven and earth, and see and all that is in them. By means of the Holy Spirit, you spoke through our ancestor David, your servant, when he said, Why were the Gentiles curious? Why did the people make their useless plots? The kings of the earth prepared themselves, and the rulers met together against the Lord and his Messiah, for indeed Herod, and Pontius Pilate met together in this city with the Gentiles and the people of Israel against Jesus, your holy servant whom you made Messiah. They gathered to do everything that by your power and will had already decided would happen. Now, Lord, take notice of the threats they have made and allow us, your servants, to speak your message with all boldness. Reach out your hand to heal and grant that wonders and miracles may be performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. When they finished, now that, that was the prayer, and this is then the concluding words and a remark upon the prayer. When they finished praying, the place where they were meeting was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to proclaim God's message with boldness. Hmm. Prayer with praying, firstly, when you consider issues of revival, which I think we can all agree. We need personal revival. We need communal revival. Our nation needs revival. Amen. We need revival, we need God's intervention um, in many areas of our lives. We need, we, need, we, uh, we, we, need, we need God's intervention when it comes to the moral life of this nation, starting with us as individuals and families and the various groups that we have uh, and we are part of. We need God's uh, intervention and revival in the relationships that we have mm. uh, in the economy. So we need God to do something, mm. to shake something up. You know, we need the boldness with which to tackle some of the things 
that are confronting our world as we live it today. Mm. And for the disciples of Christ, for the early church, they prayed this prayer in the face of them being told to be silent about the name of Jesus. Mm. They prayed this prayer in the fa- in defiance, by the way, speaking to defy the gag order, the silencing instruction that they were given, the rendering of the name of Jesus Christ into anything that anybody can just issue an instruction against and, and expect that the people upon whom this word, uh, is, this name is important, will just ignore, you know, we, we ignore this very important thing that is the basis of our own common life. Mm. So a prayer worth praying for. But obviously when we consider then that, uh, one of the three elements, the issue of proper theology, yeah. consider with me, verse 24. Mm. So when the early church prayed, Firstly, they have a clear view as to who is to receive their prayer. They call him master, they call him creator of heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them. Mm. They are addressing themselves to not some little something somewhere. Mm. They are addressing themselves to... I'm not even sure how to express because every word that I'm going to say is comparative and therefore famous to capture... The one to whom the prayers are addressed to, hmm. Master, Creator of heaven and earth, see and all that is in them. This is the awareness as they speak, as they open their mouth to address the, the, the issues that are boiling up in them. Hmm. They are addressing themselves to the Master and Creator of heaven and earth and everything. And this is a matter of theology, and not just theology, but proper theology, hmm. where we understand theology to be what we think and what we say about God and everything involving God and us and, and the whole of creation. So theology is quite important there. Yeah. Who are we praying to? Hmm. What are our thoughts about the ones that we pray to? For what we think about God affects what we say about God, affects what we then do about, uh, about, about, about God and about our lives and everything else. Right? Sure. Things like flow from our thoughts right through. Mm. We embody our own thoughts. Mm. So proper theology becomes important. To these early believers, they address themselves to the master, creator of heaven, earth, sea, and everything else. And that drove the confidence. And also, also that spoke already of the privilege by which they approached God. Mm. They were not really entitled because of his majesty, but they were privileged to address themselves to such a being. And that is an important thing. So proper theology is quite an important issue here, a critical element in the prayer that is worth praying for. Proper theology um, that recognizes God for who he really is, Master, the creator of everything, a sovereign who determines events that we find ourselves involved in as well as affected by. Mm. And this one is a, is a bit of a tricky thing, the issue that God is never surprised by anything that happens to any one of us. Yeah. That to God, what is going to be happening in this new year is already known, has already been known, has already been not just known, but said. Hmm. That whether it is for good, whether it is good or bad yeah. or painful or whatever, it really does not matter in how we experience what we are going to experience. Amen. That's not the point. The point is that it is known to God, sure. that nothing is a surprise to Him. Hmm. 
And a proper theology is the one that makes us enter into new situations with, an, with, with full knowledge mm. that mm. We, are not, we, may, we may be the ones surprised, but not our God. Come on now. Mm. Amen. We walk into a, a field we know nothing about, but we walk with somebody mm. and we appeal to somebody who has fed the field. That if we are surprised, it's fine, it's okay. We should not necessarily go about wanting to know whatever and everything that is going on, but to rely on him who knows what is out there as we enter into that situation. This speaks of the confidence that we enter into unknown situations. We do not need to consult horoscopes. We do not need to consult any predictive medium or anybody else. Mm. Mm. We have God who knows because he has set out events and as, as, they, as we see them develop in front of us, God has already set this thing out. He knows what's going to be happening and our confidence is in him and not in us knowing anything else but him. Sure, Murut. Amen. <laughs> I like that. So only mm. proper theology, right? Mm-hmm. So a prayer worth praying. Yeah. A proper a prayer of worth praying is a prayer informed by a proper awareness of who God is. Powerful. It's a prayer not spoken in fear, but mm. a prayer spoken in full knowledge, based on the revelation that we have received, and of course, crossing over to the second element, received in Scripture through Scripture. Mm. There is a, a, a danger that we are quoting in, in today's world, and that danger is to set aside Scripture in, in our quest to be spiritual, to set aside Scripture, to underplay the importance of Scripture in our quest and obsession sometimes of spirituality. Yeah. And, and what we are not aware of I think that, uh, when we do that is once we have effectively managed to set aside Scripture, we are left in, in a field that is misty and lacking of clarity of who God is. For truly, Christianity is first and foremost not just a revealed uh, 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 faith. It is a revealed and recorded faith. It is not just revealed. For hmm. so if we say it's revealed, then the revelation can take any form and can reside anywhere. It is revealed and recorded. Yeah. It is not only reliant on the word of mouth, such that it is only alive in, in a person. It is also recorded, and in its record, it is unchangeable. Hmm. So as to be able to stand there to correct what happens and the knowledge we possess in our own bodies, in our own lives, in our own minds. And so making sure that we hold a view of Scripture that ensures that Scripture regulates our spirituality is something that today's world uh, that has, 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 has come into contact with New Age spirituality and other kinds of spiritualities, you know, looked down upon. But for a Christian who is ever going to stand on the true word of God, we cannot afford to downplay the, the, the seriousness, the importance of the role of Scripture in Christian spirituality. We can't, because once we do that, then all our ideas about God are about to go out the window. Mm. Mm. And many people have hurt themselves precisely because of ignoring the record. Yeah. Scripture records God's dealings. Scripture records what God wanted to be known. Mm-hmm. Scripture records the context 
of people as they responded to God so that we may learn from their mistakes mm. and be encouraged by their example. Amen. It makes sure that no one of us today is only beholden to somebody in front of him or her. We have the entire record so that we regulate every one of ourselves mm. through that record. You know, so we have a comparative tool, in a sense. So proper theology and scripture, the relationship of the Holy Spirit and scripture being very, very key. Amen. Because, of course, mm. this is what they say in their prayer. Uh, they say, you... God, who is master and creator of heaven, earth, and sea, and everything, they say, you have spoken to our sister David. You have spoken to our sister David through the Holy Spirit. And when they say, you have spoken to our sister David through the Holy Spirit, how do they know this? They know this because they are holding in their hands scripture. Hmm. They begin to then quote the words that they say the Holy Spirit spoke to their ancestor David. They speak those words, they speak them from Scripture. So Scripture holds the record of what God has prophesied about life. Scripture holds uh, the record from which we are able to then say, of course, Scripture is inspired. It's inspired, it's prophetic, it addresses the unfolding uh, situations of our lives, and a reader of Scripture, a lover of Scripture, a person who is well-versed in Scripture is therefore prepared to be able to look at their own situation, the third element, to look at their, at their situations as they develop, as they experience them, but look at them through a biblical lens. Hmm. With, with that biblical lens rearranging and determining patterns and whatnot and indicating appropriate responses in that situation. A prayer worth praying for is 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 a is a theologically proper prayer. It is informed by scripture and it is alive to context of application, understanding of scripture mm. and, 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 and inspiration of the very prayer that is being prayed. Okay. And these are the important things I see that I, I thought let me bring them out. And in me bring them out, let me just say something else that is that is very much attached uh, to, to this very thing. Um it is in this context, then, that we are able to say, whatever adversity, because I think maybe people do not necessarily need to be prepared for the good, enjoy the good when it happens. Okay. But maybe people do need to be prepared for adversity because often it takes us by surprise and, and it disorganizes us sometimes. Mm. So should there be somebody, and there will be somebody, this year who may go through adversity, but adversity that happens to a person in the course of serving God should not ever break us. Mm. We should not be broken by any adversity that we encounter in the process of living out our lives for God. Yeah. We should be worried if adversity visits us and we are the cause of it. It is not offered by our love for God and our obedience to God. If that is the case, that we have problems in our lives and they exist primarily because of our own sinfulness, because of our, of our own willful departure from God, then we have something to deal with there. Otherwise, if the problems we encounter now in, our, in the course of living for God come from the very fact that we are obedient to God, look, we have nothing to worry about. Amen.
Mm. We have absolutely nothing to worry about. The master and creator of heaven, earth, and sea, mm. and all in them, knows what is going on. Not only does he know what is going on, he, he has already prepared all that is necessary in Scripture, through Scripture, mm. so that we are emboldened. This is part of the reason, I think, that it becomes important, the confession of sin, so that we deal with that which is at our confidence, so that we are able to stand before God confidently, not in not not having something say to our ears. You, how do you think God, God will listen to you? How do you think God will hear you when you have not done one, two, or three, or when you've done one, two, or three that God does not want? So mm. confession becomes important, so as to clear ourselves, so as to stand before God without any guilt, uh, uh, guilt any certain uh, 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 conscience, uh, conscience basically. So theology there becomes, as I said, important. And of course, uh, the relationship of Scripture to Spirit, which sets Scripture as a prophetic instrument, okay. which ensures that we are able to then apply Scripture to our context, mm-hmm. to see our lives through Scripture. And when we see our lives through Scripture, we know something. We know that we are actually leaving our lives in the context of that which, has, which God has known, number one. Number two, we know that the God who has known what is going to happen, and we find ourselves in the context of the very unfolding drama that God has said it would happen, then we know we are safe. Yeah. But he who already prophesied that this would happen is there with us to see us through. We are able to speak with, uh, uh, with David himself when he said, Though so I walk through the veil of the shadow of death, yeah. I shall fear no evil. Amen. Because God is with me. Amen. Though I may see that others have fallen here, I will not fall. Because this falling here is, is, is a matter of how I view God and whether I allow myself to disintegrate when every other person is disintegrating. Mm. I do not have to break apart. Mm. Because what is happening is known. Particularly if it is adverse, if it is negative, if it, if it is something that I had not thought would happen. Particularly when that is the case. You do not need to fall apart. It is for that reason that the, the, the early church prayed in verse 8, and they said about what was happening. They said, they, these people, the leaders of our people, mm-hmm. gathered to do everything that you, God, by your power and will, had already decided would happen. Sure. That statement is amazing. Mm. They are gathered to do that which you, you by the power and will, had already decided would happen. So basically what is happening has already been decided by God. Yeah. And if it is decided by God, yes, it is negative, it is, it is adverse to me, but listen, I know that God is involved in this thing. Now, that may have an effect, a two-way kind of effect. One, it may say, hey, you know, God, God you don't know what to do with God. God plunges you into, into this difficult situation, mm-hmm. and we may be unhappy about that. Or we may choose the path of confidence. And as we see them, present themselves to God. They say, God, you, you, you have planned this thing. Mm. They are falling into the trap of things you have planned. Mm-hmm. We are going to rise and address ourselves to you in relation to the things you have planned. For, of course, they are affecting us in particular ways. We are not going to say, God, stop what you have planned. We are going to pray that we are strong in the context of the things that you have planned. Mm. May God grant us in 2024, strength, strength to triumph over everything that is adverse. Amen. We do not ask that God take away the adverse. If the adverse be in God's plan, mm. let God's plan unfold. Yeah. Pray for the plan. Mm. Because it cannot be that you should be destroyed when God's plan is unfolding. Mm. So we stand there 
and we behold the majesty that is our God mm. and know that he's in control and, and refuse to fall apart mm. and know that we have a companion in Scripture inspired by the Holy Spirit helping us to understand what we are going through, to interpret what we are going through, to maintain perspective hmm. and triumph so that we see another year. I'm already proclaiming thereby out. Yeah. It is the beginning of 2024, mm. and we should see another year. Amen. You know, 2024, of course. Why not? Mm. Sure, Muruti, I must say you said a mouthful, but we're running out of time and we are wrapping up. But what I took from all of this is, you know, realizing that God created us and he knows us. And the scripture that comes to mind now is in the book of Jeremiah, chapter one, verse five, when God says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Hmm? So God knows there us. You go. <laughs> there Nothing you go. shocks him about us. Exactly. Mm. Nothing no. shocks him. We do appreciate this word, Muruti. Family scripture reference, the book of Acts chapter 4, and Muruti read from verse 23 to verse 31. You can go through it yourself. What a powerful, impactful word. Proper theology. And also, you know, just looking at the relationship between scripture and the Holy Spirit. Hmm? Muruti, you call it what? A prophetic instrument. Am I correct? prophetic instrument Amen. Uh, Muruti, would I please ask you now to lead us in prayer as we wrap up our talk? Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you. At the beginning of this new year, you have been good to us in the last year, and there is no reason why you cannot be good in the new year. We pray that, Lord, even as life develops before us, that we are strong because you strengthen us, that we retain the joy that you give us as your plans, my Lord, unfold before us. We pray that, Lord, we do not fall apart because your scripture talks to us as we read it. We pray for enlightenment of the Holy Spirit. We pray that, Lord, indeed, we use our situations to understand more, to gain clarity of scripture, and to be guided in our situations by scripture through the Holy Spirit, and to stand strong in our view and information and knowledge of who you are, that, Lord, we are able to sail right through this year and be able to look back another year and say, the Lord has been good. Mm. You are good always. You shall always be good. May we live to praise and to glorify you today and forever in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Appreciating you. Thank you so much, Pastor Tabang Mufukeng. What an impactful word. And I must say, now I see that Mpoputini uh, grows every week because of this kind of word. <laughs> I appreciate you, my good sir. Enjoy your weekend. Same to you, and Same to everybody. All right. God bless. Thank you. And family, that was Tabang Mufukeng, Muruti Tabang Mufukeng, speaking on a prayer worth praying uh, with a scripture reference from the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 23 to verse 31. I must say, I've learned so much, such an impactful word uh, for starting off the year. Right now, we're going to take a song. At 1 o'clock is the news, and after 1, I'll be joined in studio by my second guest, Idusu. Looking forward to it. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, Faith and love on 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. 
Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit. You and 657 AM and life, a winning team on the road to eternity.